Welcome to the Orlando Lady Boss Podcast, a show about women who impact, inspire, and grow the Orlando community. I'm your host, Diana Griffith, and the Chief Ideas Maker at Orlando Lady Boss. I'm here to introduce you to the women who are entrepreneurs, activists, artists, change makers, and leaders in the Orlando community. I hope this encourages you to impact, inspire, and grow your own community in Orlando and beyond. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to episode 67 of the podcast today. I am really excited in a moment to share with you um, the interview from our guest this week, who is Jamara Wilson, and she's the owner of Tuxedo Impressions. And uh, a few months ago, I've actually known Jamara out in the community for a few years now, and um, I've been wanting her on the podcast now for a while, so I'm excited that she's going to be on today. But a few months ago, uh, her Myself and Caitlin Cook from South Street in, uh, in Company, who was, I shared her interview from a few years ago on a replay last month, episode 66. We all did, um, the three of us did a presentation for the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce. And during Jamara's presentation, I was sitting there just taking notes the entire time because I found everything that she said so useful. And I know she is you're going to find her really useful also, Um, especially when it comes into building the foundational aspects of your business early on. That's really where a big part of our conversation is going to be in this interview. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to get to this month's question. And if you have a question for me that you want to have me answer on a future episode, please reach out to me. You can email me, diana at orlandoladyboss.com with your question, or you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. I'm at Orlando Lady Boss on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Reach out to me wherever um, you would like and ask me a question, anything about... um, business strategies, building business, um, finding confidence in building your business, um, content creation within your business or branding, feel free to reach out on any of those questions for me and I can answer in a future episode. But the question this month actually comes from a conversation that happened at a local event that I like to go to on a regular basis called Write Night Orlando, which is a group for um, writers of all types to get together and talk about things that Um, are going on in their writing business or their writing projects, or if they just want to have more accountability in writing. But in our last, um, in the last time that I met up with them, we, I asked them what was something that a lot of them struggled in their business. And a lot of them, they are freelancers. And one thing that I got asked was, um, how to know when you're ready to go after a client based on what you have in your portfolio and when do you know um, you have enough experience to go after certain things. 
this is a, an awesome question, and I think it's one that when you're in the beginning of your business is a really hard one to figure out. Um, if you don't feel like you're experienced in the specific area that you want to start doing business in. And this is definitely a place that I came from. I came from a background of doing um, process and improvement and purchasing, and I wanted to write. And so I had to build a portfolio on my own, even though I felt like I had the skill sets to do the work. Um, and I started earliest with blogging and building up a platform that way. And in the earliest stages of your business, it's going to take some time to establish authority and credibility and, um, and maybe even some of those job skills because the job skills I've developed in the last three years are a lot different than what I came to the table with um, three years ago when I started this podcast, when I really went full time with my job. I've been learning on the job ever since. And I think that that's a mindset you should get into at the beginning as a business owner um, or a freelancer or anyone that's working on your own is you're probably going to be learning along the way almost on any new project you're going to take on. And so even early in your business, you might not have all the job skills that you actually need to really be able to, to do maybe some of the jobs that you think people are going to ask you to do. But here's the nice little thing to think about when you own your own business is that you get to experiment and learn along the way and get paid for it. And it, if you want to, right, like you can offer your services before maybe you have the entire skill set, especially when it comes to um, service-based businesses, because if you're specializing in an area, you're already going to know a lot more than the person that's coming to you, which is why they're reaching out to you in the first place. So some of that time time early on might be gaining industry experience, researching, really understanding the skill set that you're developing. And that's something that someone else is paying you to do because they're not going to spend the time doing it. Um, now, at the beginning, you might not actually get to, you're not going to get to charge for that, but it is an inherent cost of doing business, especially early at the beginning. Um, so, one thing that a lot of people fall victim to is that they want to keep doing free stuff because they don't feel like they're good enough yet to offer the services that they know are going to be needed to be offered. Um, one person in particular was like, how do you get samples for um, writing headlines? Well, take a few news articles or some blog posts and write a bunch of headlines and make that a, a sample for yourself. But also, if someone is seeing your samples on your blog, or if you wrote an article for a local publication for free, those are samples of your writing style, even if it's not specific to the very specific thing that you think someone's going to ask you for, or where you think a weakness is within your skill set. Um, so you don't want to spend all of the time in the world just building a portfolio, like right? You can spend some time at the beginning get a few pieces under your belt. So if someone asks you for samples, if you have a service-based business, then you have those to give. But then after that, it takes time to do all of this work, especially if you're working on the side, building a business while you're also working full time. So your time is limited. So you can't keep putting your effort into 
doing free work because you're afraid you're not ready yet to do the paid stuff if the paid stuff is going to get you towards your goals. So at a certain point, you need to start reaching out. And it's not about the skill set that you're building at this point. It's about building credibility and authority with your client and your potential client. Because what is going to distinguish you from the competition is not just the skill set of what you bring to the table. Because there's lots of photographers out there. There's lots of writers. There's lots of social media managers. It's you showing up and letting them know that you're going to be there um, at the end of the day and the next day. And that if they're going to spend their their money with you, which they might not have, to them it might be a lot of what you're asking for. That they're going to trust that you're going to be there and do the job that they need. And so that takes time too. And that's part of your process. And that's a skill set that you have to develop along the way with the actual skill of the work that you're doing. And so you have to keep those things in mind because that's the backside of your business that's really important. And so you can earlier in in your business start pitching things that you might not have the skill set for, but you know you know how to go after it because you're the expert in that area. And the thing is, is the clients that are coming to you, they don't always necessarily even know what they need. So you also have to learn how to suss out what it is that they're needing from you. And that's completely separate from you building a portfolio. It's about learning how to talk to a client and get what they need. um, So you're communicating, or so you're providing the right deliverable product to them and meeting the goals of what they need in their business and doing it at a price point that they feel comfortable with and that you can build a business on. And so I think that we get really, really caught up in like, I don't have the skill set yet. I don't have the portfolio. I can't go after these things. When the reality is, you do. You pitching a client and really writing a good Um, a good intro email. That's how I got my first job writing is I had a couple samples under my belt. I'd reached out to a nonprofit, did an article for them, and a social media company in town was looking for a marketing assistant. And I wrote my heart out into that email. and And I just said, you know, I'm your next rock star marketing assistant. And here's why. And I put my effort into the voice that I can offer them through my writing in that email. Now, if you're not a writer, there's other ways that you can go about doing that, right? If you are a video producer, you a video editor, you could put a video together. There's all types of ways, but really being specific on why you think that you're good for the job and selling yourself and reaching out and trying to go after those jobs even before you think you're ready because you don't have the skill set yet is how you're going to grow your business. It's how you're going to figure out what are the right products for you to offer, what you enjoy doing, what you what you don't enjoy doing. Because if you're constantly getting caught in the I'm not good enough and I need to get more samples, you're never going to get your business off the ground. So get yourself a couple samples under your belt and then start asking people for business and money to do the services that you want to offer. It might take a while, but that time that you're doing towards those types of business building processes is going to be way more helpful than you spending your time only doing the portfolio building side. 
And that's my answer for today's question. I hope that you got something out of it. And again, if you have any questions for me and you want me to answer a question in an upcoming episode, please go ahead and you can either email me, diana at orlandoladyboss.com or find me and shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms at orlandoladyboss on all the social media. Now, without further ado, let's get into our interview with Jamara Wilson. Hey, today we are with Jamara Wilson, and she is the owner of Tuxedo Impressions. Welcome to the show, Jamara. Thank you, Diana. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so excited because I feel like we're going to talk about the the analytical side of my brain today. <laughs> and right before the podcast started, I told I was telling Jamara that I have been like knee deep in an art commission project, and I'm like creatively like like completely drained so like let's talk analytical stuff <laughs> and processes and things like that so tell us a little bit about yourself and um and tuxedo impressions sure mm-hmm. well uh Myself, I am a entrepreneur and small business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am owner of Tuxedo Impressions, mm-hmm. and we are a small business, a boutique company that works with other small businesses and mm-hmm. helping them to establish efficiency by standardizing their processes um, and automatic workflows. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, and as a person, as an individual, mm-hmm. I am very much into uh, community building, mm-hmm. uh, very much into supporting small businesses and other professionals who have a um, an acute awareness or uh, uh, a current awareness of their current uh, situation mm-hmm. professionally wise. What brought you to like this type of business? Yes, I will, I'll, we can talk about that, especially <laughs> because the name, because I get sometimes I get awesome, weird calls uh, that come in through um, they call Are they looking the to rent limos? They're looking to rent limos. <laughs> They're looking to get size and you know, oh, oh, yeah, specific size. tailored uh-huh. tuxedos. <laughs> and my thing is like, did you not read the, you know, look at the website? Did you not look at, you know, the about page? Uh, but Tuxedo Impressions, it really came from a place of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, from working in corporate America and working for large corporations, some Fortune 500s, to where uh, a lot of things come from the top down. Mm-hmm. And so with me, I, like you said, I'm a very analytical, mm-hmm. but I do have a creative side Mm -hmm. and in most cases in a lot I got frustrated with not being able to uh, having the opportunity to actually um, make changes within an organization Mm -hmm. uh, or having to go through through too many red tapes Mm -hmm. or people not understanding or getting my perception or listening to me maybe my team when it comes to making changes I feel like you're like preaching to the choir. <laughs> I'm like, so. yes, because I was in process improvement and you come in and they're like, no, we don't want to do any of that, but things need to change. So what else do you have? Exactly. 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 You know, it's like what people, you know, change, people resist change. Yeah. But change is good. Mm-hmm. You know, change stretches. Yeah. I'm um, in most cases. And, mm-hmm. and so Tuxedo Impressions came about because I was like, you know what? Let me step out and I'll just do it myself. I And I mm-hmm. took all of my uh, transitional skills that I've mm-hmm. learned in, in the different industries that I've worked in, you know, from mortgage, uh, being a mortgage broker, a mm-hmm. successful mortgage broker, from being in um, visual merchandise, from being in sales mm-hmm. and all of those things and leadership and, and said, you know what, I'm great at ops, at operations, mm-hmm. I'm great at process management, I'm great at project management, mm-hmm. great at leadership, let's put it all together and let's work with small businesses and help people that may not like the analytical part of things, yeah. that may not want to 
do the detail work. Yeah, especially all the creatives out there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I and, and you know, a lot of creatives listen to this show. I know, and uh, and <laughs> and I came from the analytical world too mm-hmm. of the process improvement, and I was doing the hard business stuff, and I was doing I was in different industries, and I think probably what you realize working on the operations side that I also realize is you go to every company, and like yes, there's differences, but yeah. they're all a little bit the same. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> all a little bit the same, and things, and a lot of the time. What happens is that uh, things, they think they have policies, and there are policies mm-hmm. in place, let me say that, yeah. but it's not organized, yeah. mm-hmm. and people don't follow them. Yeah. They aren't consistent well, with them. Well, it's thrown on to, uh, you know, every company I've ever been in, small company, you know who it's always thrown on to? The head accountant. They're like the HR person, the process person, like the the, the accounting person somehow ends up with like all of those responsibilities I mean, in a small business. But, but that's the thing, though, you know. So I I was in those positions, you know, mm-hmm. and and wanting to to craving and desire. I'm a person of order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that came about, and the name itself just came from wanting something different, yeah. a conversational piece, a mm-hmm. branding, yeah. and to working with clients and happen, having them help uh, make a tuxedo impressions to their client and customer base. Exactly. Because when you're organized, it mm-hmm. does make it easier for you as a business owner, you mm-hmm. and your team from operations, you as your vendors and your customers and clients yeah. and any possible stakeholders that are involved. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because I, I kind of agree, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, how are you saying, like, oh, let's look at how we flow through our company and do all of these processes and really put those in place and it's going to end up helping us help customers how does that even make sense right so and that, the thing about it is that the the clients that I work with my um, uh, clientele the the clients that we work with are small business when I say small businesses mm-hmm. because from a uh, small business association that mm-hmm. can literally range up to 500 employees yeah. right depends on volume and, yeah. and dollar amount but so I we work with the micro business mm-hmm. and that is the single or solo entrepreneur the solopreneur mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. hashtag solopreneur yeah. Yeah. up to the, about 10 employees okay so with that said the approach is a little bit more niche and a little bit more personal mm-hmm. because we don't have a large group to work with mm-hmm. so we're literally talking to them and pulling out the pain points and asking them why. Gotcha. Well, why is that mm-hmm. not working? Well, why is that not working? And it's sometimes, well, why you keep asking us? Because we're going to figure out what the problem sooner or later. Mm-hmm. You're going to discover it yourself. Yeah. And then once we discover it, from there, we move into getting it done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it makes me think of when I talk to my clients um, who are trying to get their own clients, right, that I'm coaching. I, I say to them, every time you have a business relationship with a client, you're going to learn something from it. And you need to think about, like, how you're working through those things. Like, was it a, um, a mismatch in communication style? Was it, you know, like, where, where did the, you know, it wasn't like the one thing that was the catalyst to make everyone mad, right? It was right. like these little things over exactly. time. And even if the quality of your work was there, maybe you didn't gain the trust you needed to right. with the client. And so then they never trusted that you were doing what you need. Like, there's all these little things, the right? Consistency is a big part Yeah, of it. there's all these little things. Like, you could be producing brilliant work, but then there's all these other parts of exactly. it that are not getting taken care of, then the customer management isn't exactly. there, right? And, and from someone like me, who is an ops person, who is mm-hmm. an operations person, I, those operations are a big, big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I literally... The mm-hmm. word, I judge it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm working with a vendor, mm-hmm. you know, or if I'm uh, working with another business in relations to business, when it's mm-hmm. come with business, if the operations is off, 
mm-hmm. and things aren't orderly, mm-hmm. I, I see that and it's magnified to me. Mm-hmm. And that will concern me about the actual quality of the service or the product I'm going to Yeah. Get. And I will back away if mm-hmm. I don't feel you're organized. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I also, the other thing I tell my clients is your process is your business. Yes, it is. Like, because... What difference, like, think about creative work, right? What differentiates you as a writer or, uh, like, definitely branding, right, on an outward perspective, but also part of what you can work into a brand is your operational, how you go about exactly communicating and relaying to the clients and building the authority on the back end of how you do things with your clients. And that also means teaching your clients how you're going to work, Right. You know, and, and, and from a creative perspective, no matter what type of creative you are, mm-hmm. and rather you are a artist in writing, mm-hmm. an artist in painting, mm-hmm. an artist in music, how you go about creating your masterpiece mm-hmm. is the same way whether you realize it or not. Yeah. You mentalize it. There's a certain approach. Mm-hmm. You have a process on how you do it. Now, yes. whether it's formalized and written down for anyone else who may be working a part of your team, exactly. that becomes a, a challenge, mm-hmm. right? But it's a, lot, a lot of the times, it's certain creative work because you are the talent, mm-hmm. right? So to deliver and mm-hmm. that talent, that you can't really explain that. Mm-hmm. But how you go about uh, delivering it to your client or your customers, mm-hmm. the whole management process of how it's getting done to deliver it, mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be formalized. And if you formalize those things, then it makes it easier for them to ac- for you to accomplish exactly. them, right? Like, because like I dread that kind of stuff too, right? Like, <laughs> I think we all do. It's all these like little. It, it feel it feels like little pinpoint pricks, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. this type of thing. A lot of the stuff that you're you're looking at the process stuff. It's all these like little detail things. I feel like I've been in that space today. I'm like, okay, I'm finishing up this mm-hmm. little project of this or whatever, and it's not the creative stuff anymore. It's just mm-hmm. the the work work, the work. You know? and, and, and that's the thing <laughs> sometimes a lot of the work that we do some of the work that we do people mm-hmm. feel it's the work work like mm-hmm. uh, some clients you have the client that our clients that are, are the ones that know that it needs to get done but either they aren't capable of doing it they mm-hmm. they don't they know they need or they don't they know they need something but yeah. they don't know how to do it or mm-hmm. they know it needs to get done but they don't have the capacity they don't have yeah. the personnel to get it done so they need to outsource it yeah. and and have So it how then if you're talking about that person cuz I think that they're that that's true too mm-hmm. cuz like we also as business owners need to go what is our capacity level Absolutely. where do we need to spend our time and energy mm-hmm. And what can we outsource? So right. how, if someone came to you and said, I am this one person, I don't know if I can hire someone, how do, what are you doing? How are we, like, what are the, some of the things that you're doing coming in and helping them streamline? Good, good question. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're, to, to the example that mm-hmm. you just presented, to the one person, to the solo entrepreneur, <clears throat> technology is your huge, it's a huge asset for mm-hmm. you. If you're one person, you don't have all of these things, or I can't afford it, right? Mm-hmm. So, t- two point. Yeah, uh, th- those are two, two different two, problems. Two problems. Yeah. Right? So, the, the one, you can get it done because technology allows it, right? Mm-hmm. With the automatic workflows that we put in place, you there's so many resources available now for entrepreneurs and small business owners, mm-hmm. and there's so many competitives and alternatives to any one mm-hmm. type of application system, mm-hmm. any one type of CRM, any one type of cloud accounting, any one type, you know, of... of 
podcast equipment. Or, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Actually, every every single. Yeah. People ask me what my, I prefer. And I'm like, well, there's different <laughs> things. But here's what I use. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you use it for a particular reason based yeah. on your operations and your workflow mm-hmm. and your policies and procedures. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are that's one. That's one side. So it can mm-hmm. get done. Right. Mm-hmm. The second side, uh, second angle from that is the can you afford it? Well, you ask yourself and it may sound so as can you afford not to. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you make the investment in the beginning is mm-hmm. always less expensive because you don't have much mm-hmm. to go, you don't have much data yeah. to stage and clean up. You don't mm-hmm. have much, uh, things are already all over the place, policies or notes or mm-hmm. paper, things that you need to digitize mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you still are conceptualizing to some degree yeah. exactly what you're doing and how to get it done, mm-hmm. right? For the same input to the same output. Yeah. So if you're doing it in the beginning, it's less expensive because mm-hmm. you need to get it done regardless. Yeah, your yeah. customers are going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wait till later, then it just becomes, going back to the question, can you afford not to? Yeah. Because at some degree, you're going to have having organized systems and standard operating procedures in place help with your volume capacity. Uh-huh. Helps with the amount of work that you totally. can get done. It helps with and like how it's delivered. Training new people when you come exactly. in. If you have all of those things out of your head and like this is how I go through this process, when it's time to bring on someone new, mm-hmm. you could go Here's our processes exactly. and procedures. Here, I worked at a job. They did everything off of like complete process. They were, they had designed their workflow in a way. They're they were like, here's flowcharts. Start doing your job. If you have questions, come ask on the flowchart, mm-hmm. and that will let us know whether or not there's holes in the process, or if you're misunderstanding something, or we can explain something further. But they did not have someone train you because their goal at the company was to give anyone one of these binders, basically, and they could do a job in the company right. from day one. Right. Now, and so there's... The, and that's a very big... Like, they they had a whole department that was constantly working, working on process on improvement. That's process improvement. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what we do. So we give we give the, the formalized SOP, standard mm-hmm. operating procedures. Like, this is the policy, this is the procedure. Mm-hmm. But then we also do create in the deliverable from us to clients is the flowchart. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because the flowchart is visual, mm-hmm. right? And the flowchart will shows you what's next, what question to ask, and mm-hmm. it will show you what's this is the input, this is the output, what decisions to go, decision trees from there. Mm-hmm. And it should, and you also want to include any because we deal with a lot of technology as well. Mm-hmm. Then these are the resources to use in order to make sure you follow that flow mm-hmm. and that output is the same each and every time. Yeah. But the training part of it is is comes with the ability is that I still believe. Um, you know, and I believe, oh yeah, and I, I don't think that that was necessarily the right way to do it. That was a little bit of a weirder company. <laughs> I I learned a lot about process improvement, but I thought it was like uh, like it makes it easier yeah, to train. Yeah, you know? it does. It, it, it does. And I will train. say that you can get trained up pretty quickly, like when, when you, you have, have the processes exactly. really there in place. In place. Yep. Mm-hmm. If someone's listening to this podcast right now, what are some in their just you know their beginning stages of their business, and now they're going, oh my gosh, now I need to think about processes <laughs> too. what should I mean like what's kind of like maybe the first one or two things they could start maybe working on that could help them start thinking about this and like that mindset getting in that mindset and thinking about that in their business and sure. making a priority think about the foundation of a business right which are sales mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, in, you're in business to make money mm-hmm. <laughs> one yeah. way or the other uh-huh. so your sales processes uh, customer service even you still have to make them happy and retain them mm-hmm. if your particular product and or service is based around retention, mm-hmm. right? 
so customer service. You also have, if you do have employees or some sort of team members, whether they're contractors or not, you still need some, I would rather this HR, so human resources mm-hmm. or onboarding mm-hmm. um, and offboarding. Uh, then uh, client onboarding or client offboarding, so client management, client relationships, mm-hmm. is that needs to be in place. Um, another thing is delivering your product. Mm-hmm. So if it, from an artist perspective, if you are, you just got finished doing a commission, you mm-hmm. know, um, how was that? Did you first, what was that process like? Yeah. Do you, how do you go about, con- before you get to conceptualizing what it is you're going to do, yeah. how do you speak with that client, gather what it is that you need from them, mm-hmm. and then you move, what do you give them in that process after you speak to them and then that step and then from the next step do you go ahead and come up with a draft do you sketch out a draft Mm -hmm. and then you show it to them yeah and then if they yes do you then move on to the next um you know yeah the next step the next step in the flow chart and then you go ahead Mm -hmm. and you start working on and then you give it back to them Mm -hmm. to before you have jamar is just like personally walking me through my process I'm like, okay, diamond is a question. I'm literally have a flowchart. Yeah, in my no, head. I had, the oval has the arrow. No, I love it. I love it. No, 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 no. And that's great. And you know, and you were making me think about that because like when I first started my podcast, it was just like doing it, right? Because sometimes, like when you're really early and you're trying to figure out what you're doing, you just have to do it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You have to do it. But exactly. then writing down how did I do this? How did I do that's this? The thing, and then exactly. like what what would I like to do differently maybe right. next time? And, like, where would that fit in? So, like, with the podcast, I would just start doing it. And then I I give questions to my guests beforehand just so you have an idea of what mm-hmm. I might be asking, even though, like, I don't think I asked any of them <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I mean, I did, but, like, flow. we just go with the flow. <laughs> but, um, uh, but it was because someone came to me and asked me for it. And so then I was like, okay, well— because I also have that analytical side of my brain. I was like, okay, well, now I have a questionnaire that I do, mm-hmm. and I have to make new questions every time, but the paragraph at the beginning is the there same. And then I had, yeah, place. a template's right. in place. So then I made a template email, so it gave all of the there information. Exactly. So then, like, I was writing the same thing over and over again. I was like, well, let me stop doing this, which has been a basis of a lot of advice I give as a marketing perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are questions people ask you all the time? Mm-hmm. Make a blog post out of it. Right. It's the same thing on an internal side the internal side is what are the things that we're doing kind of over and over again where you know let's write those down and see what that looks like exactly Mm -hmm. and so you went to you went a little bit deeper yeah there Mm -hmm. so you have the 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 procedure is what you went through right like Mm -hmm. i had to send them the email letting them know yeah um, what needs to get done Mm -hmm. um this is where we're meeting here's some parking instructions Mm -hmm. you know here's some questions to ask. yeah so the technical a tactical approach to that would be, well, I have to write the email every time. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You create a template. Yeah. You automate that template. Yes. And you send it out. Or yes. you can schedule it to be sent out. Mm-hmm. And then it's done for you, you know? Exactly. And then you can, it's already written, and you just go in and type in where you need to type, type because it's, and personalize it, mm-hmm. customize it. Yeah. You can do it by yourself, yeah. you know, because, again, technology is there to help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And that's the thing that you had to think about is going... Yeah, where are these like holes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are these holes where I'm doing the same work over and over again? And I think when you come from a, a job where you work in operations and where you do the same work over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. you're like, how can I make this better? 
Because <laughs> when you're creative, you're like, okay, I'm doing this project, and now I'm going to jump off into this mm-hmm. project. And even like as a business owner in general, you might not be doing the same thing every day because you're right. the business owner, exactly. and there's a million jobs. You're wearing a bunch of hats. Exactly. So, but you have to go, okay, well, what is included in this job? Mm-hmm. So I know what that procedure is. Exactly. You, yeah. Exactly. And it will make your life so much easier if you write it down so when someone else, mm-hmm. you know, comes along and they can just follow it, you know, the well, you've, heard, you've heard me say this before, mm-hmm. um, and if anyone else is listening have, have known me or have heard me speak about this, I love the quote about, you know, um, the people will change, but your process will remain the same. You know, my favorite mm-hmm. quote is like, you put the systems in place for them to remain. <clears throat> yeah. And it's just a plug, play, plug, play. Uh-huh. New person, okay, play. New person, plug them in, play them. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes. But from, but uh, to lo- to better the process, the process improvement, process management is ongoing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I work with clients and, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do this. I, I One thing, one of my qualifiers is, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Because you can spend thousands of dollars here to work with us. Mm-hmm. And we may take, you know, two, three months to put these things in place to mm-hmm. make sure it's right mm-hmm. for you. These certain uh, key business areas that we're going to be focusing on right yeah. now. But if four, five, six months down the line, you're not working them, mm-hmm. you've wasted your money because they're going to have to be done to some degree again. Mm-hmm. And what and because so what you do to monitor that because it's mm-hmm. always improving mm-hmm. is your customers, your client base will tell you if something needs to be changed. Like you said, yeah. they said if you can't figure this out, that means we need to go back in here and fix that. Yeah. So if you're constantly managing it, mm-hmm. then you taking care of the investment that you took time in to, mm-hmm. that you paid or you invested in. For that to work for you. So you're saying like um, <clears throat> them not being ready is you coming in, you're helping them with process, and then they might use it for a little while and just not, not keep up with it. Right. Is that what you mean Correct. specifically? That, that, mm-hmm. and, and, and the other approach is, um, and, and one could say, well. Okay, I was going to say, how are people do... not ready for something like right. what you're doing? Yeah. Two, two, mm-hmm. point, two, mm-hmm. two points. So um, one can say, well, could it be that we didn't deliver a good product? Did we not? help them out with what they need. Mm-hmm. Well, I could say that. Yeah. You know, you know we measure mm-hmm. what we do as well, right? I typically think the that the, sometimes that's an educational <laughs> program on, on our end. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. too, you know, great at what I am do. Right? I don't think anyone to say that you can't make a mistake, right? Yeah. But, uh, but just yeah. quality, you have the quality insurance. The other thing yeah. about it, though, is that the if they're not ready, it's more so they want the tactical approach to it versus the strategy. Gotcha. The strategy, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Because I, I was going to say, when I meant education, I meant um, it's a mismatch in expectations. Because they're looking for, yeah, they're looking yep. for the tactical, but they don't want to think about the, the strategy, strategy. Right. which is a bad mindset of a business owner Absolutely. in general if you don't want to think and about your strategy. That's the question we ask. That's mm-hmm. the question we ask. Are you looking, what are, and, we, and you can determine that through people, your yeah. consult. Yeah. What is it you're looking for? And if you're a business owner that doesn't want to think about the strat- the overall strategy of your business big picture in all the areas, not just in the operations, right. but in your Everything. branding and, yes. you know, all, yep. all these other things, because if you really break down what branding is, it's just processes and procedures for your marketing. <laughs> yeah, you know? a, a mar- exactly. Yeah. yeah. It also has processes and procedures. Yeah, yeah. Everything has processes and procedures. <laughs> exactly. It's the it. dirty little world, word of the business. It really does. It, every single thing has it, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And so, yeah, if you're not thinking... And I and I see that with social media management, right? Mm-hmm. When business owners don't want to think about the big picture strategy, they're just like, oh, let's just throw stuff up at the wall. It's like... Then you're running around in a wheel, wasting your time, and then that's when you feel exhausted. Exactly. Now with that, <laughs> mm-hmm. the 
person delivering the service, if that's something they're passionate about, like mm-hmm. you're, that's mm-hmm. something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. would you really want to work with someone that just wants you to get it done? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So you, you, it's, it's well, weird. there's an, a, a like a level of like knowing what you want, right? right. So that's why you have to understand your strategy because you have to understand what it is that you want to. Op- what you want to offer and how you want to offer because that is your process. How exactly. do you offer it is your process. And then you have to start going, what is that process? Mm-hmm. What, is that process? <laughs> yeah. what is that process, right? And then how do I then write, break down the automation points exactly. after that, right? right? Exactly. So that's like find what you're doing, then write it down, mm-hmm. then start refining it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Break it down. every Each level, you start with the category, the department, mm-hmm. then the category within that, then what is the process, then what is the task associated with that, mm-hmm. and any tactical things that's then, that, need, that then needs to get done. And so we're just going to write it down on a Word document or piece of However, paper or something exactly. at first. However mm-hmm. you need to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Co- Put pen to paper first. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just write it down, get it out, because you, as you're writing it out, mm-hmm. rather it's on a whiteboard, you collaborate with your team, you sitting in your mm-hmm. desk or Oh, if you have a team, a tea, definitely <laughs> make sure that they're part of that. You have to make mm-hmm. this part of it because they're, they're the one, anyone who's going to be a part of the process needs to be a part mm-hmm. of the process. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, I think that the more, the further away you get from certain things, like, right, when you're, when you're, working on your own you're in all the aspects yes. of your business mm-hmm. but as you grow you don't want to be you can't be in all the aspects of right. your business right and that could come to technology things mm-hmm. and stuff like that right so you could be saying oh, okay we want to do this this way and if you're talking to your team members and they're like we can't do that through that technology you know right. through that technology program or like this isn't going to work because this doesn't talk to this in the right way or but, things like but, that yeah but see now here's the thing when you're thinking about that what I like to mm-hmm. remind clients and when we work mm-hmm. with them is that think about scalability though. Mm-hmm. Even from the beginning, if it's just you, you think about if you're going to put all the policies and mm-hmm. procedures in place, if you're going to make sure your processes are standardized and whatever workflows you're going to make sure that you're managing and the technology associated with, think about scalability from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Because if you and some people may not want to invest in something, well, I don't need this yet. Mm-hmm. I may not need this down the line, but can you... You don't. They may say, I don't need all these bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. But if certain things is going to be something that you're going to be able to grow into mm-hmm. and your projection of that is, you know, within 12 months mm-hmm. or within 18 months, then do it now mm-hmm. so that you can just grow into it versus having to start back over mm-hmm. and export or import data from one place to the other, mm-hmm. reorganize those policies. You kind of start it over again versus mm-hmm. managing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can grow. Things are going to evolve. But yeah. you want to manage it versus having to recreate it, avoid recreating it as much as possible when it comes to processing. Yeah. Manage it. You're changing it. You're modifying it. It's like, uh, don't clean up the mess later. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> no. You spilled milk. You see it there. Okay, you're going to walk all over it. Now you're dragging the milk from <laughs> your foot or your shoe from the kitchen. Now it's over by the front door. And now This does sound like my house when I paint. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you could have just wiped it up right there in the kitchen, and now it's done. <laughs> I mean, not with milk. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. Like, yeah, like even in your house, there's probably Processes and procedures of how you go about exactly. the ways that you do things. Like, we all go we about all how we do things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's based on how you like to do things and the person, you know, your personality a little bit, right? Like, right. that helps kind of create the culture around 
the 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 overall company as exactly. the business owner, right? Like exactly. the way that you go about things, why you want to service your customers in a certain way, mm-hmm. why you want to pro- provide the product in a, in the way that you want to, and and how you deliver it. Those are all cultural things that you're kind of like inserting through your processes and procedures Absolutely. and other parts of your business. People know what to expect, how to expect, mm-hmm. how to receive it, yeah. when to receive it, when to expect. They they mm-hmm. know what to expect. And then you teach them those things too, right? Because I think one of the things, because you are, like, you're very, very businessy, and I think sometimes, <laughs> no, 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 that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, no, no. Jamar is always like, I'm around Jamar, and I like, want to sit up straighter, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. But what I'm trying to say She's is like explaining my brain. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me. But something that I get, like people get, like really weird about with me, or or not weird with me about, but um, t- talking to me because I also try to push back on. You get to decide as the business owner how you want to run your business, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So if you don't want to answer emails every day, you don't have to. No, you have to know what what your turnaround time is, and then put it into your you know, contract or the way that you communicate and you teach people how that's your communication style. Touche. <laughs> now, but there's also things to, to that particular situation. And you might also, not get certain clients. Yes, <laughs> but here's the thing. You can also, there's certain things like that. For, just mm-hmm. for that oh, yeah, you can automate things. You, you yeah. can automate mm-hmm. it, but you also, you don't, that may not be something that you have to say necessarily. That mm-hmm. can be something you teach just by behavior. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. And yeah, it's not a it's not a saying. It's a teaching by behavior there more so. But yep. you have to be confident in what you know, and then right. also know that that's part of your processes and procedure. Exactly. It can be an internal thing that you're not necessarily like right. stating to your client. Now, sometimes, like for me, it will be well, I have in the contract 24 hour or 48 hour turnaround time, and I have to kind of rely on that because a lot of people in the business world. Um, in corporate America, right? Cor- from corporate America, are they expect email turnarounds very, very quickly? Right. But if you're moving out of that, and if you want to create a company where that's not what you want to do, you want don't want to be attached to. E- I'm using email specifically because I know that that's the thing that drives everyone crazy. <laughs> People are driven crazy by emails because they feel like to do lists. Right? Yeah. yeah. They feel like to-do lists. And not everything in your email needs to be addressed in the That's moment, true. period, either. Mm-hmm. So you got to go, okay, what's important, what's not? Those are things you could automate. I was about to say, those are Yeah, so, like, those are the ways that you kind of have to, like, sort through. But you have to understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. And you, yeah. and the, and you can have your own formal and informal process when mm-hmm. it comes to that. You, yeah. As a business owner, you know, the, yes, you have to respond to mm-hmm. client emails. Of course. Just, that, yeah. Within the day, you just mm-hmm. have to respond. Let's yeah, yeah, say yeah. send an email at 6 p.m. in the evening. Then okay, you respond. Yeah, to it's like a business hour right. type business of thing, or and here's things, my business you know? hours and things like that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but other, you know, non what I well like essential exactly non-essential yeah. is not going to hit a touch your bottom line mm-hmm. in the moment. Then those emails, can yeah, wait. Yeah, and, and I think as a business owner, everyone experiences this, this yeah. right. People ask for a lot of stuff that have nothing to do with your goals. <laughs> A lot. (laughs) And you don't have to respond to them all. You don't even, like, uh, you know, you can to a certain extent if you need, if you feel you need to to the particular person. But you Mm -hmm. don't have to respond to anyone. And you do not have to do the task that they're asking either. (laughs) You you learn how to say no. But that's a whole other episode. (laughs) sounds like she's revisiting her experience. I'm revisiting parts of my life. (laughs) Um, I'm, like, doing everything in my email box as a to-do list. But that's been years since I've been there. 
thankfully. <laughs> so, you know, I also, so we're talking all about this technology, right? We're like, technology. So what actual tools do you like to use and like to recommend to people when you're thinking about some of these different aspects of automation and sure. things like that? What are you recommending? Sure, so with Tuxedo Impressions, we do have specialties, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we focus on whatever the key, one to three key business areas at any one time when we're working with a client, right? with mm-hmm. a single client. So it's one to three. And because there's a lot that in, that involved with our frequent what we do, right? mm-hmm. deliverables. And so we focus on our specialties are in um, administrative procedures, uh, customer relationship management, so CRMs, mm-hmm. um, inventory management, um, and uh, um, organizational communication, mm-hmm. right? which we feel are all intertwined one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Right? They all support each other. So with that said, there are those things can all be integrated. So when we think about the technology, the approach, whenever we're working with clients, and I'll give you a list that's mm-hmm. some of my favorites. And, yeah. Um, you know, based on certain situations, they. We yeah, just like sure what your favorites are, because exactly. It's going to be a little bit different if you were customizing something for someone. Right. Mm-hmm. So some of my favorites, HubSpot. I'm a huge fan of HubSpot CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, very robust, but extremely scalable. OK. Right? Um, and then you also have, uh, when it comes to, I am a huge fan um, of, of Zapier or Zapier, mm, however which mm-hmm. you want, tomato, tomato, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of um, automation that comes from that. Yeah, can you, you know, explain what Zapier is to sure. people? Mm-hmm. So Zapier is a software, a online uh, software that allows you to automate a situation if, from one trigger, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it starts a workflow, a digital workflow from initial, from initial trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, if someone, uh, if someone actually s- submits an email, submits a contact form on your website, mm-hmm. right? that can be the trigger. Mm-hmm. Contact form submitted on the website. Then the workflow for the Zapier that you can have integrated with multiple um, applications, such as your uh, email subscriber list, maybe Mailchimp or AWeber. Then Zapier would then speak to uh, a Zap. They're called Zaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zap can be enter the website contact form. Then that information then goes to your AWeber email subscriber list Mm -hmm. and then also goes into maybe your CRM system. Mm -hmm. All of that data is there. And then it can also send an email um, to you, which you'll probably get even from the contact form Mm -hmm. that someone uh, is is looking to reach out to you, right? Mm -hmm. So it can go to all of those different places at the same time. It's basically talking to the other technology, the other other programs. Uh, Like, um, I'm familiar with, um, I haven't used Zapier, but like, um, if that, then this. Exactly. I-T-T-F. They're, they're basically the same, exactly. similar. It's the business, <laughs> it's the vision, I like to say it's the business version of I-F-T-T. Okay. So mm-hmm. if, and literally, if this happens, mm-hmm. then do that. Yeah. And then if they say yes, then you do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, for me, because I think literally mm-hmm. when it comes to processing, I think in workflows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Literally flow charts. It's a, it's a digital, it's an automatic flow chart that happens based yeah. off decisions of, Whatever that trigger is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, it, that's really cool. So, is there any other? So, there's Zapier. You mentioned HubSpot. Anything else? Uh, CRM. Yes. So, um, I I don't. I mean, people hear this all the time, mm-hmm. and sometimes I I from my experience, people I've learned that a lot of small business owners do not understand the full capacity, the full bandwidth that G Suite has. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. not. It's technology, yes, but it's not like an application, but. Because G Suite is so integrated with, if not not all, but 
if there if it's an application worth having, then mm-hmm. G Suite is, is integrated. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what? I I saw <laughs> the <laughs> Boomerang. They just like I basically you don't need Boomerang don't need, anymore. Exactly, you don't need Boomerang <laughs> because Google. Yeah, they just made scheduling emails. Exactly. Yeah, scheduling emails exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have that, and even in confidential emails, Google has as well. So now, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. you have you can send confidential emails. They time out. You know, yeah. and they're sensitive. You can use passwords. So it's just so it's 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 one of those mm-hmm. things to where. From a small business perspective, from creative mm-hmm. G, if you don't already have a G Suite business account, and some mm-hmm. may say, well, of course, everyone know actually, there's a lot of people that still don't have mm-hmm. that. Then and that is like your base from from talking to these other applications, you know. Oh, I didn't know that there was a difference between a G Suite and and Google. What? Well, 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 just did, a Google, like a Google, like well, having your email incorporated into Google. G, exactly. Into okay. Google. Okay. I, I get what you're G saying. Suite, that okay. Yes. That's what yeah. you mean by that. Okay. So you're you're checking even your business email through Google, your Google, Google account. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So G Suite. That's what you mean by that. G, okay. G perfect. Instead of like Outlook. Exactly. Okay. I mean, Outlook, you know, you have your integrations as well. Um, mm. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Of, well, of you know, the tools that G Suite they switched. They switched. The, <laughs> I got a gripe. But maybe you know the answer to this. So they when they switched to like scheduling, they changed the suite a little bit mm-hmm. recently. And um, I did canned responses mm-hmm. as one of the labs as my template emails. Yes. I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh. I couldn't find where you do it now. And, like, you know, sometimes Google does the lab they stuff do. and then they get rid of it. I was like, darn did it. Did you find they... it now? Do you have No, so I just went you... to an old email and just copied it. It was the one I was sending to you. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went to last month's and I was like, all right, I'll just copy and paste oh it. Oh, my God. It's, it's in the right hand, the right bottom, bottom no, right No, it used corner. to have a, a, a thing that you could pop up. It wasn't yeah. there. But you have to drop down. You you have to expand the two bar at the bottom. I oh my gosh! I use it all the time. This is gonna be. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna be like offline. I'm gonna be like tomorrow. Show me where this is now because I like literally was like, where did it go? But, but, but to, to what you said, that's that's the process that you've automated. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know that okay here can and and that's the thing. Uh, we speak a lot about technology and helping um, to enhance process improvement um, when it comes to clients, but there will always still be some manual entry. I think I went through this period where I was like, I came right out of that world and I was like, process improvement, everything, so I don't touch anything. And it's like, that's just not possible for right. everything. Right. Like, there's a lot of things that you can, but like one of your things with like Xavier, right? It might be, okay, um, someone fills out a contract form and then like these three things happen. And then the third thing is on your to-do list to do something, right? right? Exactly. Like, and then now exactly. you're manually doing something exactly. within the process or whatever. So, exactly. but before you might've had to do those three other things too. Right. And now you're not. So, exactly. yeah. So like, yeah, that's how those technology aspects like kind of incorporate in with each other. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have to email or I don't have to type up an email every time or even like, Go into a full. Oh my gosh! Going into a folder like three folders deep, trying to find a <laughs> piece of paper or something. Oh my gosh! Does anyone else have this problem? Diana <laughs> sharing all of All my little. <laughs> well, I also am a big fan of standardizing how you um, template saving stuff because then it makes it easier to yes, find. Because exactly, exactly. then I just use the search. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to your point, exactly. You st- there, there's literally even how you name documents, mm-hmm. even how you name certain things. Because if if someone needs to review it or come look for something, if mm-hmm. they need to look for data or look for any type of document, it needs those how you name needs yeah. to be consistent as well. And I and know I am not the only one that has like this black hole of like <laughs> internet like junk like that everyone needs to Marie Kondo out there. <laughs> 
computer. Come on. <laughs> you know, you know you have a file that you have like five different versions of like 20 selfies of the yes, same thing. Yes, I, I, I do have a file that I call random. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is random. Maybe, maybe you have way less of it than most people. <laughs> no, but, but I, I will say this. There is, um, there, that, you know, believe it or not, there, it for me, <clears throat> I I work in two two capacities because sometimes when we work with clients, you know, you, you share and screen, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the show uh, tutorials or, or video training with them. And um, I'm on both ends of the spectrum to a certain degree, uh-huh. whereas in one end, I'm very simple. I, uh-huh. I will take the time to automate, put these things in place so that I'm only working from three or four different applications. Mm-hmm. Where, you mm-hmm. know, we work yeah. from three or four different applications with testing yeah. impressions. And then on the other end... I can work in multiple applications in mm-hmm. order to get something done. Because so there's a there's a, there's an issue where you don't want to overcomplicate your process oh, yeah. when it comes uh-huh. to technology. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because now you're touching eight, seven different things. Information is seven, six. Then oh yeah, if you're switching too between too many things, the technology, then you're like, right. where is that? That with notes is my problem, and yeah. I'm always like, where did I put that note of something? Right, like, yeah. and yeah. and I've even tried to think about think like about efficiency. Stuff. Yeah, what what we do is mm-hmm. to help with efficiency. Yeah, we're going through six or seven different things we're not helping you be efficient no exactly and and so and i think it's the idea of like okay well i only do this two or three types of things in this application versus i do these two or three things in this application or whatever and they talk to each other however you know however we set it up or whatever well that is really cool so the last (laughs) question that i want to ask you today is what is a piece of advice that stuck with you over the years Remember my why and standing for what it is that in business, remember my why. Why did Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, start Tuxedo Impressions Mm -hmm. and standing, always standing for what Tuxedo Impressions is. And what I mean about that is not I have no problem turning down clients Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's not our target market, you Mm -hmm. know, if it's not if the work they're asking isn't what we do and a lot of small businesses they just um, and I understand you just you're trying to just get an invoice trying to get invoice out you know but not having a problem and being confident to say no we're not doing it we like we've turned down that's so important to turn down the right clients the wrong taking the right clients and saying no no to to the the wrong wrong ones yeah Yeah, it's really important because it it, it will hurt you in the long run Mm -hmm. you'll you'll find yourself um expanding your capacity mm-hmm. and or you will probably lose money in mm-hmm. the long run you know mm-hmm. uh, because an amount of you have to be able to identify that in the beginning through consults you mm-hmm. know or um Mm-hmm. You know, different um, probing questions, yeah. clarifying questions. When you're oh yeah, you talk about another process. <laughs> that's, that's, that's client intake, process. client intake, client intake. Yeah, yeah. is really whole a, yeah mm-hmm. qualification process and your um, intake. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. you have to make sure. So that's something that I would say is just, I get it. We want to grow and we will. Um, mm-hmm. And I get it that you know you 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 want to make the revenue and the sales, of course, but. Make sure if you took the time out to have your vision and your mission and, and this is what we deliver and this is what we do, this mm-hmm. is the product or service that we that we sell and we deliver, mm-hmm. then stick to it because in that's, the long run, that's your brand. That's still. the business. That's the business. That is yeah. the business. And, like, I think that there's so many people that don't want to start with that part. Mm-hmm. They have this, They have maybe a service they offer, mm-hmm. and then there's, they're just... I think that's where you get caught in the freelance or in the I'm just a contract worker right. or something like that and not really thinking about I'm a business owner. How do I 
think strategically, how do I put the the thing in place so that I can start scaling this business? Because it's so true. Like, so many businesses, I I feel like you see it on Shark Tank all the time. They, like, made all this money and then they have no infrastructure. (laughs) And then they're going on Shark Tank asking for money. (laughs) Yes. No, very good example, actually. Very good example. Yes, exactly. Very good example. Yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, I love love watching Shark Tank because, Mm -hmm. like, I understand that kind of side. That's the operational side Mm -hmm. and the supply chain side. And I'm always just like, they could never do that. Or, you know, like, whatever. You know, anytime someone says a co-packer, I used to work for a (laughs) co-packer. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. So I'm like, oh, well, I understand that process. <laughs> so like that. So, um, well, Jamar, I had such a great conversation with you today. I hope that some people out there are starting to think about flow charts in their head, even if like they, they don't necessarily want to, because it's so important. Um, can you tell us where we can find you on the Internet? You sure can. Mm-hmm. You can um, reach out at, to our website. It's www.tuxedoimpressions.com, and that's S at the end of impression. Impressions.com. Uh, you can also uh, send me a personal email because I'm right here with Diana. <laughs> and that's at jwilson at tuxedoimpressions.com. Uh, and please do visit our Facebook page and like us there. And on LinkedIn, we do definitely provide some good um, information and content out for small businesses. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, we will chat with everyone next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit my blog, OrlandoLadyBoss.com, for all the show notes from this episode and past episodes. There you can sign up for my monthly email list where I share with you updates on news about women empowerment, networking in Orlando, content writing and marketing tips, and how to share your story with the world. Plus, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get my free download, Boss Up Your Bio a worksheet that helps you write the perfect about page that makes you shine and speaks to your ideal client. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Orlando Lady Boss, and you can search for me on Facebook as Orlando Lady Boss also. If you're a woman in Orlando doing something amazing, please be sure to tag it with hashtag OrlandoLadyBoss so I can see all the cool stuff you're doing out in the community. Finally, if you got this far and you like what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps this podcast to get discovered by other people. Also make sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, a new episode will be automatically downloaded each Friday for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, stay strong and go out and make an impact.